are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and I'm thrilled to be with you again today. On this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 to 20 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about the Giants' loss. Yes, they lost 6-1 to to the Padres. But we're also going to talk about the Giants' placing Pablo Sandoval on unconditional release waivers yesterday in order to get Justin Smoke onto the roster. Yes, the joke is smoke being added to the Bay Area as if we needed any more smoke. But in all seriousness, Justin Smoke was signed to a minor league contract just a couple days ago. I think it was before the game on Wednesday. So yesterday, doing the uh, crossover episode with Javier Reyes, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. So it's all happened really fast. Smoke has been added, Sandoval is out, and then Drew Smiley was also activated off the injured list. And man, oh man, was he amazing and really, really impressive in relief yesterday. So we're going to talk about all of that on today's show. First, a little bit about me. I've been a contributor for the baseball analysis sites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I started a Giants podcast called Covecast in 2015 and then joined the Lockdown Podcast Network in 2019. I'm also a lifelong diehard Giants fan. So the game last night was very forgettable for the Giants. They fell 6-1 to to the Padres. Trevor Cahill got the start, and for the third start in a row, he just wasn't crisp and perhaps was dealing with lingering hip issues. I don't know. But he only went three innings, allowed four earned runs, allowed three runs in the first inning. So it put the Giants in a hole that they just weren't able to come out of. Something that I would have talked about if we had previewed this series we didn't get a chance to would be that not only are the Padres a good, really good offensive team, but their pitching is really good as well. They've got an excellent starting rotation, and they've got really good arms in the bullpen as well. And we saw that last night. So it's not going to get too much easier. Giants will face Garrett Richards tonight. He's a tough righty. Hasn't had the success that he would want, but he's got really good stuff. And then on Saturday, they're going to have to face Denelson Lamette, who's emerged as an ace for the Padres. Really good pitcher, really good strikeout stuff. And then on Sunday, they'll face Mike Clevenger, the guy they just uh, acquired from the Indians has been really good the last few years, but not so much this year. Alarming kind of lack of strikeouts for him this year, so we'll see how that goes. But with Lamette on Saturday, the Giants really should, you know, they're trying to win every game, but tonight is a big game because you figure you might have a tough time with Lamette on Saturday. But anyway, I want to focus on these roster moves. So Pablo Sandoval out in San Francisco, and much like Hunter Pence, this is probably the end of his Giants career. I mean, it would take a miracle if if either of these two guys were to come back at any point as a player. And so it's worth reminiscing a little bit about Pablo Sandoval. He could not get it going this year at the plate. They gave him a lot of opportunities. 
and he just couldn't find his swing. He also dealt with a lot this year. His entire family got COVID-19 in Miami while he was here in San Francisco. He obviously couldn't just go visit them during that because he would expose himself. And his wife had to go to the ER a couple times. His kids are high risk, apparently, and they both had symptoms. I'm assuming there's two kids. I, there was more than one kid, and they, had, they were high risk, and they had symptoms. But, you know, difficult year personally for Pablo Sandoval. So the story is he came back to the Giants after he left in not the greatest of terms, uh, not the greatest of terms, uh, after the 2014 season when he said he wouldn't miss anyone but Bochi and Hunter Pence. I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he came back. It was a little bit awkward, but he reestablished his legacy here, and he gets to go out in the high favor of Giants fans everywhere. So unbelievable career that this guy had with the Giants. He had so much to do with all those championships, all three, and he will never be forgotten, and he's a true Giants legend. So I look forward to... You know, hopefully the Giants bringing him back in some sort of capacity at some point as an advisor or as a coach, uh, whatever it may be. I don't think his his legacy is quite over in San Francisco. But with Pablo Sandoval being taken off the roster, the Giants bring in a new player in Justin Smoke. And a lot of the talk, and rightfully so, has been on Smoke's struggles this year. But, you know, it is still a really small sample, and I do think that what Justin Smoke represents is kind of what Pablo Sandoval was supposed to be, and that is a threat as a possible DH or pinch hitter, mostly from the left side of the plate. And the reason I'm higher on Justin Smoke than I am on Pablo Sandoval is that the track record of the last few years is really strong. This is a guy who in 2017 hit 38 home runs with a 355 on base percentage. The year after that had a 350 on base percentage, 25 home runs, hit 20 or more home runs three consecutive years, 2017 through 19. Last year he did have a 342 on base despite just a 208 batting average. So, I've seen a lot of people focus on the the batting average, but that's not going to be the story with Justin Smoke. He historically the last few years at least has been a really good uh, on base percentage guy, a guy who who's able to work a walk and get his way on base that way. So in addition to having a discerning eye, he also has power. So a good mix of power and discipline. And that's kind of the Giants MO. So I think he just represents more of a threat in that way because Sandoval's not really an on base percentage guy. I mean he's not a he's not a patient uh selective hitter. He's an aggressive hitter. And I think uh, Justin Smoke probably represents a little bit of an upgrade potentially in that regard. So I was a little bit surprised that he wasn't in the lineup last night against a right-handed pitcher. He was there, I believe. He was activated before the game. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the lineup tonight, given that the lineup struggled yesterday. Yesterday they had Wilmer Flores as the DH, and Flores did hit a home run. So, I mean, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But either as a starter in a DH role or as a pinch hitter, Justin Smoke figures to get a lot of important at-bats here down the stretch in the last 15 games. He's also a guy who can give Belt a rest at first base if need be. He's a first baseman DH type. 
So that's kind of the deal with Justin Smoke and Pablo Sandoval and the roster moves. The Giants also activated Drew Smiley, as I said. And to get Smiley on the roster, they optioned Rico Garcia back to the alternate site. So Smiley just had a huge game last night. And I even said on Twitter, sign Smiley to an extension right now. I mean, that is how good he was pitching. I, It's been a long time since I've seen a pitcher come out of the bullpen and pitch like that. Some people will say Bumgarner, but this is different. I mean, the strikeout stuff that Smiley was featuring, just the the quality of the stuff was excellent and the results were as well. So we're going to talk more about that coming up in the second half of the show. But before we get into it, I want to talk about our good friends over at Built Bar. If you know me, you know that I love these bars. They've got tons of delicious flavors on their website, BuiltBar.com where you can use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your next order, even if you've bought them before with this promo code. But what I love about Built Bar is that they're completely delicious, completely healthy, and also amazingly high in everything you would want them to be high in, like protein. And I'm not exaggerating. The peanut butter bar, for example, has 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories, and 5 grams of sugar. It's just unheard of for a protein bar like this to be that delicious, that low in sugar, and that high in protein. And Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, here in the second half of the show, I want to talk about what Drew Smiley was able to do in this game last night. I just think it was very noteworthy more noteworthy than the game itself. And I also want to talk about the Giants' playoff odds and where they stand with this loss yesterday. So why don't we start there, actually, because that is the most significant thing as we move into the final stretch of this season. So the Giants are going to have to hold on here. They have put themselves in a good position, and they very much control their own destiny. They still have a two-game lead over a playoff spot. They're currently tied with the Marlins. Well, Actually, they're not. By games back, they are. The Marlins have a slight edge in win percentage because they've played fewer games. Both teams are one game over 500. I don't really like uh, rewarding the Marlins for playing fewer games. I get it that 20 and 19 is slightly better than 23 and 22, but it's not really for a team like the Marlins who's overperforming. So. They're going to make those games up. They have a ton of doubleheaders happening this week, I believe, with the Phillies. So we'll see how it all looks after that. But currently, I guess the Giants are percentage points behind the Marlins, and the Giants are now in the number eight seed, and they would play the Dodgers if the season had ended yesterday. But significantly, the Giants have a two-game advantage over the next closest teams, the next, you know, the number nine seed who does not make the playoffs. So currently the number nine seed is the Colorado Rockies, but the Brewers are like percentage points behind the Rockies, but both are two games back of the Giants. So those are the teams to watch. The The Cincinnati Reds are also a team to watch. They're three and a half games behind the Giants, and the Mets are another team to watch. They're two and a half games behind the Giants. So it is very much scoreboard watching season. The Giants, with so many teams on their tail, they're basically bound to lose a game in the standings if they lose a game. So they do need to win. They very much need to win in these next 15 games. They can't just be
be comfortable with that two-game lead. There's too many teams chasing them right now. Somebody's going to go on a little run, and so you're going to have to fend them off. I also wanted to just quickly point out that the playoff odds, according to Fangraphs, didn't fall that much with the loss yesterday. The Giants, I think, were at 72.5%, according to Fangraphs, yesterday going into the game and fell to just 68% after the loss. So, you know, that reflects those other teams chasing the Giants not playing. But, you know, with a loss tonight and a win by somebody else, those odds are going to fall way down, probably into the 50s. So every game so huge, and tonight it's going to be Johnny Cueto against Garrett Richards. To me, this is the one you have to get because you don't want to have to go up against Denelson Lamette trying to, you know, not lose three in a row in this series. That would not be ideal. So anyway, getting to last night's game, as I said, Giants lost 6-1. to one. Wilmer Flores hit a solo home run. Donovan Solano had three hits. Everybody else just kind of didn't do much. Giants struck out 14 times. But getting to Drew Smiley, I just wanted to say, man, oh man, was he impressive. The type of outing that just makes me think they should try to sign this guy while they can because this you you just don't see that type of dominance very often and that's what Smiley was able to do and not just for one inning but for four innings in those four innings he did allow a home run but just one walk and eight strikeouts he got tons of swings and misses I don't have the exact numbers but he was just getting left and right swings and misses featuring a mid to high 90s fastball mostly mids but like 96 consistently with the fastball a devastating low 80s curveball that just has a ton of vertical movement and some horizontal movement as well and then a cutter a a low 90s cutter and all three pitches were just fantastic pitches for smiley yesterday and the other point to make about him is that he was doing this before he went on the injured list with that finger strain so this is how smiley has looked for the giants all season and this is the type of outing that is going to catch the attention of, of other teams. So it's unfortunate for the Giants that he, Smiley wasn't able to do this all of the first half of the season because A, he would have helped them win some more games, and B, he would have been a very attractive trade piece, possibly more attractive than Kevin Gosman. Like That's the type of stuff I'm seeing. Because Gosman, at the end of the day, is just featuring a two-pitch mix of a, of a fastball and a changeup but with Smiley, you've got the the fastball, the big curveball, and the cutter. So I have less concern. I think that Smiley could just face lefties, righties, doesn't matter with this type of stuff. And, I mean, the, the numbers are all good. Like, on the season, he's thrown 12 and a third. It's obviously not a big sample. But he's striking out 36% of batters, walking just 9.4%. ERA is 2.92, fielding independent pitching 2.37, and expected fielding independent pitching 3.06. All three are excellent numbers, about 30 to 40% better than league average numbers. Just awesome strikeout stuff. And we can remember that uh, with Drew Pomeranz last year on the Giants, he, he struggled as a starter, moved to the bullpen, and was so good for like three outings in single inning spurts that the Brewers gave up Mauricio Dubon just to trade for this guy for like a couple months and into the postseason. 
I'm saying with Smiley, this is even better because it's basically like that type of stuff, but he's able to do it for four or five innings at a time as like a starting pitcher as opposed to a one inning reliever. So I think this, like this, if he can keep that up, he's going to find himself in high demand in the offseason. And so I'm sure the Giants are paying attention and are doing, you know, their best to figure out what's the best path forward for them and Smiley. So Gabe Kapler said they're going to, they think the best fit for him is the, is in the rotation down the stretch here, but it's also quote enticing to imagine using him as like a super reliever who can basically bridge the gap. If you have like a one run lead in the fifth inning and you just want someone to finish out the game, like kind of a Josh Hader type of pitcher who can go multiple innings, then it's enticing to, use smiley in that role so i think they'll use him in the rotation because at you know trevor cahill has been shaky lately so at the very least i think smiley would be an upgrade there but to me he might be an upgrade over any single pitcher in this giants rotation right now so very intrigued by drew smiley just wanted to give him all the credit he deserves for what he's been able to do this year and it probably has something to do with the giants uh coaching staff as well because Smiley even said that's one reason he wanted to come to the Giants because he felt like they could give him the tools he needed and desired to be the best pitcher he could be. And that's what we're seeing right now. So anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Remember to get this show every weekday. Please hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. Huge three games remaining here against the Padres. This could very well define how this season is going to end up. So come back on Monday. We'll talk about the weekend's games and we'll get you started for the Mariners series that will follow this one. If you're a fan of the show, please consider giving it five stars, leaving a review. Whatever you can do is very much appreciated. Thanks so much for listening. And until then, we'll see you next time.